The 1950s were a decade of rigid social conformity. People were expected to look, talk, act, and think like everybody else. It was only a matter of time before that cracked up. The curtain has gone up on another unique attraction, ska music. With all of my heart that it is a contributing factor to our juvenile delinquency of today. I 100% believe. Why I believe that is because I know how it feels when you sing it. I know what it does to you. Ska. Yeah, ska is ours. It's for the weird kids. <laughs> wow, there's a music out there where it just makes me feel positive. It makes me feel good. And when the right band does it, you feel it. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Bro Taste This, Vida y Vino, where we break down wine, food, news, and our childhood trauma. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Juan motherfucking Barbosa. With me today is legendary wingman, best man, co-host, philanderer, Golden Corral. Woo! Joining us today will be our first uh, artist or musical guest in studio. Uriah and Tim. Uriah. Uh, two thirds. Wave two to the wave the, to the uh, crowd, Uriah. Tie, right? Two fifths of contact tie, Yeah. Woo. Yeah. To, who are two representatives here, uh, representing an incredibly fun, high energy local band known as Contact High. Uh, they. You can find them on Spotify, YouTube, under their self named EP Contact High. Um, and yeah. So, anyways, I mean, you also boys. have a bunch of other videos on YouTube too. I mean, that's just the contact. We got some live videos that are posted on Facebook from like early shows. Okay. We don't really do a lot of it because we don't have anybody taking videos for us. We forget. So, but uh, you're, you're wrapped up in the music in the show, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't worry about that really. Like, same with pictures, they're always blurry. <laughs> Hell yeah! Welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, boys. yeah. I'm happy yeah, to be thank here. Thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having us. It's technically our first actual podcast, so this is kind of cool. Oh, wow. And I just want to thank both of you guys too for having us too. That's a, finally me and Barbosa have been talking about this Fuck for a while. Yeah. So we are more than honored to, to pop your cherry. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> I love and popping, popping the cherries all day. Yeah, um, I very, guess very Catholic of you. Catholic. Yeah, <laughs> very Catholic. You're not really Catholic, are you? You're Catholic. They're kind. They're Catholic. <laughs> yeah. He's modern Catholic. Yeah, <laughs> modern Catholic. Devout. <laughs> Catholics always got an evil side. There's always something going on. There's always something under. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's under not that evil smile. Though? Beer. Beer's Brewery. not evil. That's Brewery. right. Brewery. That's right. Today is going to be a much more beer-centered episode. Um, to those of us who have been listening from the beginning, we usually kind of sip on a bottle of wine and chit-chat about various different subjects throughout the night. Today and is going to be how good the episode's going. It's either one bottle or two bottles. Exactly, <laughs> Phil. Good point. Good point. Uh, today is going to be, um, we're going to be working our way through a Lakefront Brewery Variety 12-pack. At this point, I am drinking an Eastside Dark, Dark Lager. Um, I am personally a huge fan of like black beers, dark beers. Um, basically, a lot, of those, any, a lot of those can be good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just like, like that creamy, like 
almost like that creamy mouthfeel. I yeah, think like it the is. roasted yeah. malts yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I think oats that, for like, and especially tension. during the winter, yeah. like, oh man, I, I, I'm already drinking that stuff at least once during the summer. It's but snuggly beer. If you give me an excuse <laughs> to drink it, I'll drink it more. Yeah. yeah. If I'm correct, uh, is it Uriah or is it Tim that has a history in brewery? I brewed for a while. You brewed for a while. Yeah, okay. yeah. I brewed. So I brewed you, for a while. Yeah. You, you can appreciate the, the the craftsmanship that goes into a nice Oh sure. Dark There's beer. a lot of work that goes into it. So nice dark beer. Yeah. It was a fun time. I still I still admire uh, a lot of the brewers around here. Um, they could put on good stuff. Like Eagle Park puts on good stuff. Tim's a huge fan of Eagle Park. He loves that. Yeah, I mean, that like, every brewery? bracket's something new with this. I guy. love Octopi too. Yeah, Octopi. Yeah. Where Where is Eagle? Is that a self named brewery? Eagle Park is Milwaukee. Yeah. Okay. They got a Waukesha location too. Yeah, they have Waukesha and like downtown Milwaukee. Nice. So, uh, do they do tours in the works? Do they have like a restaurant? Yeah, I mean, face? like it's it's a pretty big operation, especially the one in Waukesha. Wow. Or it's actually not on. It's in New Berlin. Is it New Berlin? Yeah. Okay. It's in New Berlin. I guess they're almost right next to each other. That would make more sense. I was yeah. like thinking of Waukesha. Like, yeah. Wow, that's it, yeah. I think it is yeah. New Berlin. I mean, yeah. you're right there. It's so. called Muskego. Technically. Oh yeah. So technically, was, ah. so we get to three cities later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all the same well, area. Right? Yeah, but I'm just thinking of like <laughs> you yes. know. Some, some but their name. their Muskego location is bigger, and they they do they brew a lot of stuff out of there. Most of your productions over at that facility, yeah. am I correct? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, boys. Like, thank you for like opening it up that way because this kind of like brings us into one of the reasons we wanted to bring you in today. Um, like, since we're and especially like me and Luis, the uh, the gentleman who couldn't be here. For those, if I had mentioned it earlier, oh yeah, uh, Luis could not be here today. He sends his uh, well wishes and his best regards um, to all his uh, loving fans out there and fans mailing him panties. Please stop. What he has a uh, <laughs> ouch, a significant <laughs> other. Please stop doing that. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, point is one of the main reasons why I'm bring you in here is because we love to nerd out on wine, right? Like it's yeah. really easy to do so. Like you'll find uh, one varietal and drink it from California and then one varietal drink it from France and they're two very different experiences, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. And even though it's the same grape, um, yep. same, almost maybe the same climate, but just a different experience, different palate. And we, and we kind of wanted to like bring you two in, not just for your musical talents, but also to like have somebody introduce us to like the beer world, you know, like okay. how oh, okay. how is it that you go about... Um, almost analyzing those like second level, third level um, uh, factors when it comes to beers and things like that. Talking well, about senses and stuff? Yeah, like well, how do you go about like tasting it, you know, like breaking yeah, I mean, it down? For, for me in craft beer, you see, I'm not a huge dark beer drinker, but sometimes I will try them. I especially love Oktoberfests. Like ambers oh, yeah. are so good because they have so much flavor and... They drink really well. You a, know? a dark amber, right? Well, just any amber well, in general. I mean, like, like ambers in, in general. Yeah. Some of them can be dark and actually can be really good, but... But you, you prefer know. the other but I stuff, like, right? I like ones that are actually the color of amber, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, and they're usually like an Oktoberfest is like the perfect amber. Yes. Oh, perfect shade of like... It's the perfect color. Yes. And it's one of the best beers to drink in the fall or when it's cold. Yes. <laughs> um, but when it comes to like tasting all that stuff, like right now, IPAs and like, um, you know, 
these these smoothie seltzers that I'm drinking, like yeah. that kind of stuff is really like taking me like, you know, that's For a like ride. really all I drink is those and like IPAs. Fruity. Like, you know, yeah. a, good, a good hoppy drink. Good yeah. good hazy, but like You're a hophead, Tim. It, it took me a long time. <laughs> it took me a long time because those IPAs are acquired taste in there. Yeah. They are not for everyone. Nope. Because very hearty, very full. A little skunky, yeah. a little... Yeah. Especially like, you got uh, a virgin palate. Herbaceous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes. Especially if yes. they're like hazy, you know. It's yeah. very... And they're always hoppy. They're always yes. going to be, you know. And if you don't like it, like I have a friend that he doesn't like IPAs. Like at all. Even our bass player. Like, not a big yeah. IPA guy. Like every time I've had him try one because... A um, couple of my favorite places to get IPAs from are Youngblood. They're out oh, of Madison. Yeah. Check those guys um, out. They're an awesome facility. Shout out to Black Rocks. Um, they are probably one of my favorite breweries of all time because, I mean, like every beer that they make is amazing. I'll tell you a story. I went up there. We played up there for my birthday weekend one time. Oh, hell yeah. And we went to the we went to the actual cannery. And I got to have a porter. And like I said, I don't normally drink dark beers, but they were canning one of their porters right off the line. And they just let me take one that was like, hell yeah. Wow. It had just gotten canned. Tasty. Fresh from the, fresh, right off the press. Fresh, fresh. Like yeah. right fresh off the press, man. Ooh. And let me just tell you, like, I don't like porters that much, but that one. Was just the taste of it was amazing because of the freshness. Damn, and it was just so good. It was so good. Any can beer is great off the line, but mm-hmm. it was also my birthday, and I was drinking whatever was handed to me too. Take it. Damn. Yeah, I, I wish I had an experience like that, fresh off the press. Just go to breweries yeah. on your birthday, yeah. and just stand right next to the can. Yeah, like, I mean, hey, it's my birthday. <laughs> And, and about that particular porter, Tim, was it um, like any specific flavors or it was just like a classic no, porter, it, nothing it, it, in there? The, po- the porter was called Potter's Porter. Okay. And it's, I mean, like, for some reason, it just like the flavors of the porter, like, like normal porter actually came out more strong and actually were nice. different in a way, like. Every porter is different, actually, from every brewery. They will all brew them differently. They will all taste different. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. Quick, just a quick question about breweries and all this stuff. Is, is it a gimmick or like what's is there a significant difference no, between it's a barrel craft, it's like a movement? Bar- no, like, like craft movement. Craft, craft beer is just, it's it actually has been around for a long time. Long, mm-hmm. long time. So Sierra Nevada. Out of oh, Colorado, right? Yeah. Oh, Colorado. They're, the they're probably one of the first craft breweries yeah. ever to hit the United States. Ever. Yep. And they go back a long, a long time, too. We had a good but friend of ours that worked at Lago But even, even back, like, I'm, you know, have you ever seen Django Unchained? <laughs> yes. Well, about, well, back then, they, <laughs> they had craft beer. Oh, oh okay, yeah. okay. They're making yeah. Which all those is why beers. they show them in the bar. Yeah. And that's how they used to tap beer, like off the. Yeah, they've had taps the for a long time. It's like, you know, that's just what they did. But yeah. 
but it was also a different way of tapping it because they hadn't gotten to the you know where we are now of course do, do you think where we are now has gotten too far now we're putting like milk with like like Lacto is sugar. there is there a difference yeah that's, but that's the have, have we have we crossed the line the once we call a strawberry well, no, milkshake but, but that's but that's the difference between craft beer and you know, let's say a Miller Lite or a Bud Light. Yeah. It is the total opposite. Like you you're any crafting you beer, want. so you're making something that's unique. And you, you know, so people have been adding to the uniqueness. Yeah. And dude, every single one of them is unique. Like you taste every IPA, different here. IPAs. Like a Pokemon. They will like all. A Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, but they'll all taste drink different. Them all. Every yeah. IPA tastes different. But Black Rocks, they have a really good one. It's called My Kiss IPA, and you can buy it at Woodman's in Janesville. Oh, we hell had a keg yeah. of it at his yeah. wedding. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Well, well no, we had, we had 51 oh, K at my wedding. You had three different kegs of Black Rocks. <laughs> wow. I, I am recently married. Um, Congratulations Ooh, yeah. to me. Yes. Thank you. I got married in September. So oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, man. And you were talking about how you, you guys had a 51 keg party? Like, so me and Holly, our day was just beautiful. Uriah came to the wedding, too. Um, we got married at Richard Bong State State Recreational. Area. Oh, that's awesome. Richard Bong? Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, hell yeah. And, <laughs> it, and it's got, an incredible, got, like, state married, park, very scenic. We got scenic. married outside yeah. at this, like, you know, outdoor amphitheater type thing. Didn't need to, like bring chairs or anything for anybody to sit in it was just like that's incredible i don't know it was amazing i built the arch um nice it was pretty great speaking of diy um hey, there we- but but afterwards the reception like we're talking about beer um mm. we had two eight barrels of 51k which is another beer ipa by black rocks that's they're like trademark beer Okay, okay. It's the flagship, essentially. Like yeah. it's the, it's well, the, yeah. It is the flagship. Yep. Like that beer, um, Grand Rabbits, which is a cream oh. ale, which is actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Very familiar. They, they actually make a really good beer called Honey Lav, it and good. it is a honey lavender ale. Oh, man, that sounds right up it's my really alley. Good and, and, and I love floral not, things. And like most beers that they say they're honey mm-hmm. or whatever... You can't taste the honey, mm-hmm. can you? They're Probably not. It's not very it prominent. Was fermented yep. with honey, mm-hmm. and that's why. But they turned it into a beer, which you know, in a way, cancels out the honey. But yeah. this honey lav, you taste the honey, and it finishes with lavender. I'm a sucker for lavender, so and it is. So it's it's actually so. It's just so good, like so good. Uriah, you brought the right guy. You brought the right guy, homie. <laughs> like We're kind of beer snobs in our beer. Yeah, you brought the mean, right like, guy. You know, last time I went to Colorado, and I can't wait to go back. Not even just for the bud, but um, <laughs> but actually for some breweries. Me and my wife hit up there, which was uh, oh, wow. Oh, is it, was is there like, cannabis infused breweries? Like with yet. like oh wow. well, not yet, but people do do it on the side. You know, yeah. just yeah. just as they like kind CBD of a side beers project. Hemp, hemp beers, but they can't do the THC. But yet. we hit up States. a couple breweries in, Damn, in Joe Denver, Biden. and one of them was called Cerebral Brewery, and they are awesome. Like, I cannot wait. I had my first sour IPA, which it's a it's an IPA, Ooh. but it's also got a sourness to it. And it, and it was, like, life-changing. I was just, like, sour IPAs. 
can, that's where it's at. Tim, can yeah. you tell me a little bit about Sours? I, I haven't run into them too much. Like, uh, Well, technically, it's a Berliner Weiss. A Berliner Weiss. Of course. Berliner of course. Weiss. You know those. So those are Sours. That is, that is the Sour strain, but... A lot of breweries that started to add fruit to them and sour them. Fruit, okay. and fruit purees and stuff like uh, Drecker out of uh, Fargo. They're out of Fargo, South Dakota. I've almost turned into a craft beer snob, but even even like IPAs, like so, a lot of people are just getting into IPAs now. That like I'm like, yeah, that's old school. Like I've heard <laughs> about that. Like. You're but, like, I've been drinking IPAs thing, for years. But the thing that got me actually into the IPA, like, I actually had to drink pale ales for a long time. Like Moon Man or, like, Sierra Nevadas. Like, yeah. Okay, to yeah, get yeah. you used to the hoppiness of drinking, like, hoppy beer. So so tell me, there, like, uh, differentiate those for me. What's the difference between, like, a pale ale and an IPA, an Indian so pale ale? So a pale ale will actually, like, some of them actually can be pretty hoppy pale ales, but... Like most of them, it's just, it's the, probably the grain they use or some sort of, some type of malt that kind of like, a lot of them are actually see-through. A lot of them aren't hazy, which they've been developing hazy pale ales though, as of late, like recently, but you know, like most IPAs will be, you know, double the hops. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know IBUs. what I you know what I mean? Okay, then? yeah. So it's it's going to be so, much more prominent and in, in like it's what it's going for. IBUs with our international bettering units, and that's yeah. why what well, IPAs they usually above like a sixty IBU, fifty IBU. Okay, so it's just like the a, beer base itself is made much the same, more bold. Just more, it's higher gravity and then higher IBUs. So so in, in theory, yeah. like it's made to fill you up and get you like some people just love hops. But IPAs also have three different levels. So there's IPA, double IPA, triple IPA. What the hell? And actually yeah. triple IPAs mostly will come out to be like I think 10 to 12% depending on the state cuz some states can't Ooh, sell. nice. And so like double up IPAs, to, well. double IPAs would be like 7 or 8 or 9 even sometimes and then a single IPA is like the same like 6 you know, 6 to 7. When yeah. you see Imperial IPA, that's your triple. They'll say Imperial too. And it all they'll also use more hops in the batch because it's a lot of dry hopping, which is post fermentation yeah. hopping. So then you get yeah. a lot more rather than bitterness, you're getting a lot more aroma and nose. And, and I've flavor. actually yeah, I've actually had a couple of wet hopped yep. IPAs. Wet hops? Fresh hops. They gotta be they yeah. gotta be at the oh, brewery okay. in the beer within forty eight hours. Yeah. Freshly uh. harvested. And that's yep. why a lot of like they pay extra money. Basically, to get right off the farm. Michigan's yeah. got a lot of hops. You, Washington. Yeah. If you guys ever get a chance, yeah. go down to Microphone Brewing Company. Microphone oh, Brewing Company. In Michigan? Yeah. No, they're in, it's in Illinois. Okay. Oh, where are they? They're, they're in the suburbs. Elk, they're in Elk Grove, I think. Elk Grove. Yeah, you're right. I've been there before. Elk Grove Village. Okay. That's what it's music. called. They got vinyls but, everywhere. But and microphone shit. is oh, no, like they're in an industrial park, like most breweries are. But they they brew amazing beer they do beer slushies beer ice cream oh geez i want to try some ice cream and one more time drop the name uh Microphone. Microphone, microphone brewery. M-I- yeah, it's like a microphone. And it's M-I-K-E-R-O-N-E. 
or okay. a phone. Okay. Like Mike Mulberry, <laughs> but microphone. You know, but yeah. yeah, it's like the guy's name that started it. His name was Mike. So. And, and, yeah. and for the local Midwesters, like this is the, the not too far of a drive out in Illinois. Like an hour. No, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's Dude. probably about an hour. Yeah, about but an I hour. mean, like even more brewing company there in Huntley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're good. I mean, what the hell are you going to do with your time? I mean, dude, honestly, at, out there. after this, hey. we're going to have to like have you write down a few, or I'm going to write down a few of, of the names you're listing. Just today. drive down oh, the yeah, suburbs we'll put, we'll and look up a brewery near me. There's you're an encyclopedia like over here, homie. Oh, yeah. Like, hey. well, I mean, you're world traveling, and like we're talking about like different geography of like the nation and like Colorado and like the more spring water. I assume would have to contribute to the IPA. Uh, where in the state would be the best like? Harvest and like you, no matter where you go, Washington, you can, Washington, Yakima Valley, they have the most hops growing out there. Probably in Oregon, yeah. Canal, they got they have. I grew I hops mean, like, out there. Man, they yeah. just grow so they have beer. crazy good wine and crazy good beer. Their IPA, they it's probably East where Coast, most West Coast, Coast from, but a lot trend. of people have been doing local hop growing. You yeah, can go around here. Yeah. That's true. And yeah. they've been using their own hops, actually grown from here too. Hops are easier to grow I mean, than you think. Yeah, let them grow; they vine up. And I mean, yeah, and honestly, Colorado, in a way, is a good place to grow hops, in my opinion. Yeah, especially I know it gets cold, like yeah. in mm-hmm. some places. As long as you don't have freeze, like that's why I like the Pacific Northwest has good hops because it doesn't freeze over. You know what I mean? It stays yeah. rainy all year out there. So you got really good crops. Certain crops. Cold. I mean, even talking about, about, about just that. just Denver in yeah. general, like. Mm. I don't know. There's a, there was a lot of good breweries we went to down there. Odell's good. I went to Odell one time. That was sweet. That's. I mean, that's Fort that's Collins. Is Odell's a non-alcoholic one or no? Odell. That's no, all they, duels. Oh, Odell. Odell's O D E L L. Okay. And it's right around. Right, actually, right down the road They're, from the New Belgium. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah. I think it's New oh, Belgium man. was pretty sweet. What is the? One of the oldest breweries in Colorado is the is Golden. Actually, there and the Golden, not Golden, but Golden Colorado is where Coors is fucking made. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't even go to that brewery too. I was like, I'm skipping that. <laughs> Boys, can I have you? Can I have you fill me in on the genesis of Contact High and how both of you came together sure. and to be in the same band? Um, sure. Yeah, actually, so I'll actually start off. I was brewing at the time at Second Salem, uh, in Whitewater. Um, and the Brothers Quinn actually came in and played one time. And me and Tim met briefly a long time ago. I used to go see his old band back in the day, Out and Doubt, when we were younger. And back- I'm sorry, Uriah, thank you for reminding me. I hadn't mentioned it earlier. <laughs> Tim is actually in his, also comes representing his own incredibly like successful local band, the Brothers Quinn, who are this like bluesy folk style. Or what would you describe it as, Tim? Technically like Americana. Americana. There we go. Yeah. Very wide That's range one word of you music. Can say. There we go. Yes, there you go. Grassroots, very. It's an incredibly fun, like retro sound. I like it. It's super fun to like watch it for the first time. You're kind of like, oh, yeah. where is this coming out of, you know? And, and, you guys and, have been and, around and, for a I while. Mean, like, yeah, I'm talking. I'm. I was just about to say we've been together. I think this is eleven years. Wow. There we go. Year. Hell yeah! So you guys are like deepening your roots at this point, you know? Like you guys are really what are your rounding out your, brother, your sound. So, right? Well, I'll tell you this: I've played music with my brother a long time, mm-hmm. a long time. That's right. Almost every band I was in up until now, like with this new band, I've been in with my brother. Oh wow! Them. You guys are like a like a like a, a dynamic duo, essentially. Yeah, but I mean, like as contact high goes, Uriah, like he was saying. Yes. You um, know? 
Yeah, well, anyhow, he came in with the band one time, and uh, I was just got done with work, so I decided to stay and whatever. So we kind of caught up that day. I think we went outside and smoked a bowl or something with Nick Wingate, one of our friends, one of his like his best friend. And then uh, I think during COVID, I didn't talk to you for a while after that. And during COVID, I mean, I got laid off for a little bit, and I was really bored, and I was like, I want to fucking start a band. And Tim was one of the first people that popped in my mind, so I decided I texted him, and actually I texted you a few times. It was like I was because you were staying in quite a bit at the time, and I was like trying to like come on, let's jam, let's jam, because COVID was still in effect. That's when the shutdown happened. Mm-hmm. So I think we got together end of May of 2020, and then we said fuck it, you know what I mean? We're like let's just start jamming. So the first practice was just me and him, pretty much us smoking a joint and just coming up with random shit, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I already had some songs previously I wanted to do. And then we both were like, let's start doing reggae ska stuff. So that kind of came up. And then uh, he, we wanted a bass player. So we kind of branched out from there. You asked, I asked you, we were both looking at for bass players at a time. And he's like, hey, my buddy Anthony, who I knew briefly too, just from around the area, we had him come over. And so then it was us three just for, what, like maybe two or three practices, something like that? Yeah. Very small. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why ska and reggae? Because they're both, me and him, fucking love that style of music. It's hell a sweet yeah. style, and nobody's doing it anymore. Uh, hell yeah. Ever since I started listening to ska music, I've never looked back. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Right? It's like the one thing that always stays with you is ska uh, music. And, actually, and reggae, too. Actually, reggae has become probably my favorite, though. Yep, that's my wow. favorite Between style Between ska and reggae, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, reggae just kind of, like, took over. Makes you feel good. Especially when I was a big stoner, like... Um, like I still smoke, of course, but I have cut back a lot of my smoking from what I used to before I got married <laughs> and before I met my fiance or my wife and, you know, and we, the Cheech and Chong of local music right here. you know, before I met her and kind of was just like, wow, I smoked a lot of weed. Like, and you just start to realize like that kind of stuff. You don't but, realize how high Well, like back time. then, but back then I'd listen to easy star all stars, which they do covers of. A lot of different albums, like they did Dark Side of the Moon, and they oh, did Radio Pepper's they, they did Sergeant Pepper. Sky uh, versions of oh, reggae versions? Reggae yeah, reggae, wow. like, reggae oh, versions oh, of nice. the entire Dark, album. Dub Side of the Moon? So, yeah. like, I'd, I'd actually drive around and, like, smoke roadies by myself sometimes. Jamming the reggae, man. <laughs> and, I'd, and I'd put that stuff on because of the effects that they have over the it's called dub reggae dub reggae and so okay. like a lot of the effects will actually like and like the blending of those effects a lot will of actually, reverb and yeah. they used to give me like body highs mm. like i i would almost feel it through my entire body almost spiritual and it was like yeah. and it was like it's very spiritual i 100% so get what you're saying i love when music you guys should check out you guys should definitely but check like, out some dub reggae just okay. type it on spotify and let yeah. the playlist take you oh well, even the roots of like reggae is like amazing because like in like the jamaica is like a very known uh it's their only music really besides like calypso was ska, in the beginning. ska was actually their first ska was right mm-hmm. right in the early 60s ska kind yeah. of progressed and, and well but yeah, ska it was, was, it was more of like, like big ska was like outside the original party. like ska came before reggae yeah probably like mm-hmm. nine ten years before reggae yeah. was like it was actually titled reggae right people yeah. call it there's different styles like rock steady and lovers rock yeah and, and there's a European two-tone, uh, two-tone that, style? That came well, yeah, in after, but late like, 70s. That's because Europe, you know, of yeah. course they traveled to Jamaica. Jamaican like, immigrants <laughs> brought, coming over. Brought, yeah, cheap rum. Brought so. Jamaican immigrants to England. It's kind of like California with yeah. the Mexicans and, they kinda, and, and white they people. they kind of brought mm-hmm. a different the, 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 sound. The Cholo culture? Yep. So mm-hmm. like, 
Skinhead really good ska band called the mm-hmm. Toasters. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the, the toasters? toasters. Yeah, the Toasters. I've yeah. seen them a few so, times. So like they're from London. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And they've been around since the eighties. Like been around the long specials. Time. London. Oh, specials, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and the lot of, the a lot of London a lot of and the, the UK is influenced by Jamaica. Yeah, and, then uh, that, Danvers, and then the Jeffrey United Johnson, States right? two-tone was even spawned off of that. It even grew bigger. It became almost like rock and roll. Also, it was like, very We We well blended ska with too. rock and roll, which like explains Streetlight Manifesto and the third wave Real Big Fish, Less Than Jake, all of those guys kind of like took it to another level, which was like, you know. It was just called. We called it new wave. Yeah, yeah. Like the new wave of the third, the third wave, or whatever they wanted to call it in the '90s, which was more punk rock too, because they had a lot of more punk rock elements, like distorted guitars and stuff like that. Like real big fish would throw in metal riffs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Then Less than Jake, um, they became more, I guess, uh, universal in their. They had different styles careful. added. With careful the over there. Yeah, be careful over there, man. At least it wasn't full. Very DIY over so, here. So yeah, so Tim and I are like we're like it's not just one style of sky. It's like Scott's and it started. We like all the different decades, the different fields. There's different things going on. Oh yeah, there's different like like you're some saying, of it's different political, ways. Some of it's really fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's got a, quite a big range. How the hell did the Nazis get into the punk and like Scott scene? Because out in the, the West Coast, well, original skinheads were actually well, not racist. Yeah, they were not Nazis. It was just, it was a movement of like just they were acting out they were yeah. acting out well i mean scott what, is very like open to like they were acting out free, for what was know? going on but they were also people that you know didn't they so how, how can I, I put this like they didn't hey they homie didn't like hey, people. hey we they, love the truth homie so, so <laughs> preach they, it brother they didn't preach wanna, it. No, these people want didn't want to be <laughs> controlled okay okay for for the time that was going on it was very and, and give me give me the the layout of what, what situation you're talking about for the people so, who are just listening at this point. So like for skinhead ska, like technically for what it was, they were rebellious people. They turned they actually added their own style to the reggae feel, okay? And there was mm-hmm. mostly around stomping, like yep. stomping is their their trademark. Like, yeah. And and they they, they dressed up like yep. they you dressed know. up nice, wore suspenders. Actually, the yeah, original sus- skinheads were just like kind of like they they were like the white boys that like Jamaican music. All right, oh. another name probably I'm, I'm going to drop right now is the Skoidats, okay, yeah. which are one of my favorite skinhead ska bands of all time. Were they like, were they West Coast or East Coast? Or no, no, like, they were they were from England, weren't they? England, they are. Yeah. They are. Oh, yeah. So was Mr. Cymera so, too. So they in. they are like the perfect representation of like. Especially bringing even early skinhead ska to modern day, like one of their one of their album covers is actually a skinhead guy standing next to a rude boy, which they used to wear suits. You know, like mm-hmm. kind of like you know the suit monsters. look, mm-hmm. black suit, black tie, black shoes, you know, hat, sunglasses. But it has them standing next to each other, and like you listen to the album, it is yeah, the it perfect out. combination of those two things. And originally, Scott was, I mean, still is, it's about unity, right? I mean, the, the checkered, it's about, the, fun, it's, man. it's about freedom. Yeah, it's freedom. Mm-hmm. Freedom to have fun. It's about, <laughs> it's about freedom and love, basically, we, we, is what we That's pretty much our about. message, too, is like, we kind of stick to that. We're, we're you know, freedom and love. We, we preach nothing but positive things mm-hmm. when we're on stage and all that, too. So, like, we... 
We, it's, it is a culture, and it's like we blended three different fucking generations of it with the reggae and then like rock and roll influences too oh, yeah. and blended it into one. And but of course, you can yeah. not be ska without the horns. I mean, oh, the, the horns yeah. on, on the Contact High EP. Yeah. Yes. Actually, I like is that Therese? about how we so, met Adrian and Therese, too. Is that Therese? Yeah. And, and, and so, Adrian? Yeah. Definitely do recommend we, checking out. Do we want to play a track? Oh, we're going to. We're yeah. going to We're gonna play a few. Okay. Uh, cool. which, we'll, we'll, we'll edit that in. Which one should, do you think we should play at this point? The Want to Love You. Want to Love You. Want, want to, to Love, love You. you. At this point, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoy the sweet, sweet sounds of Contact High and Want to Love You. who are not here um tim and i are speaking on their behalf too so this is all this goes out to anthony our bass player therese our saxophone player and adrian our trumpet player hey baby oh perfect hey, sexy yeah. guys horn hub we call them horn hub <laughs> yeah, horn yeah, yeah horn hub oh hell horn actually hub i i've known anthony for Y'all over trade 20 that. years so yeah actually anthony <laughs> um, we're speaking about how we brought in the band tim messaged so him like i've known him. anthony since he was in eighth grade. I was in sixth grade. Actually. Shout out Rigatoni's. Yeah. I love your food. Riga, Riga Rigatoni's forever. For life. Yeah, for real. Well, you're, real. you're friends with the Rigatoni? <laughs> Delavan Mafia. Known, they were my second family, man. They oh are my good people. God. I'm fun. so sorry. I should have paid respect. Like, like one night I stayed at Anthony's house and his grandma, when she was still alive, God rest her soul. Uh, Anthony, I miss her all the time. Um, she, I can imagine. She actually was up probably at like 5 a.m., I'd imagine, but oh, wow. she made us like a smorgasbord of breakfast. <sighs> <laughs> and I will never forget it. Like, Champion oh, of breakfast. Man. It was, and she was amazing. She was an amazing woman. But they all love to cook, and you know I'm I'm so glad, Anthony. I'm so proud of you, by the way, for over taking yeah, over the that's restaurant. That's what I heard. Um, I, I I thought it's yes, a, it's go a, on. It's a huge achievement. I think it's I told a big you that achievement. too. Maybe. And it's well earned, Anthony. You you know mm-hmm. are Freaking probably, one of, probably one of the hardest workers I'm ever. Serious. That's awesome. I'll just yeah. tell you that. That's Takes awesome. A lot of pride Good to hear. Family business. Good to hear, Anthony. You yeah. guys have an incredibly solid just unique business for the area and it, it just keep the roots for it keep growing deeper and deeper like they're just a community staple like people from delavan people Every, from lake geneva yeah, are I mean, always like, coming over and adrian being like i need this i need that like, adrian actually lives out in fort and like when he was the first horn to actually join the band yeah, I uh, he, I um, met him at the brewery because he was yeah, in there every freaking uh, day, and I found out he played trumpet. I was like, hey. like, but he yeah. came to practice. We all kind of hit it off, and yeah. he was like, he's probably the best twenty-three-year-old twenty-three I've ever met in my oh, life. Oh, that's dope. So he he's like a really like, mature, like young guy, mature than More I was than when you, I was man. twenty-three. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we were pieces. I hate to meet myself. Amen, when brother. I was yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. anyway, like you know, we all kind of hit it off, and Shout I, out I'm Adrian. so glad we do because I love Adrian actually as a person Adrian. too. He's he's a very actually just great. And he's great from the person. area. Uh, he's from Fort. Oh no, he's from Janesville. Sorry, but he's been living in Fort. But I he was yeah. going to school, so he just graduated last year. Cool. Uh, and that's that when I met him, he was going to school, and he was. Always in Second Sam, which is right downtown Whitewater. Oh, yeah. So it, 
in school, there's like a stigma of like band players and horn players being like kind of nerds. Is there a stigma yeah, like that? And like, I thought you were gonna say horny. Of course, some of them are nerds. Okay, it's just gonna happen. It's just good. That's a stereotype that falls in place regardless. Yeah, dude. If you want the wheel, if you want some music and you want that shit to be like tight and advanced, I want players. I would maybe trust a nerd once in a while, like once in a while. You know, I'm not gonna say you you give them every job, but like. I mean, funny story about Therese is that I met yeah, her yeah. before she was in Contact High. Um, we you, we worked at Lake Lawn together. Oh, that's right. Yeah, And that's how that. I actually met her. But then they were like, after we had Adrian, they're like, oh, we know this sax player. And she came over. I'm like, what up, Therese? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I like the fact that we have a girl <laughs> all, in the band, all, though, Only too. because, like, I just, I knew her. Sorry. And we used to, we used to, like, you know, talk and everything at work about just bullshit yeah. around. But mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, cool, Therese. Like, it's actually some, like, I'm comfortable with everybody here. Yeah. Which was nice. And We're comfortable enough to and argue. And we kind of like other. brought our own sound and stuff. And, and Hornhub definitely added to that. Dude, it sounds, it does sound a lot. Dude, y'all got to create so some better. merch off that. Yeah. We should have brought some for them. We actually, we should make a shirt that yeah, says, the Hornhub. Uh, I'm here for a Hornhub. Yeah. Yes. That'd be kind of a cool yes. side, like a little gimmick And actually have the Hornhub, yes. like, you know. Yeah. Like, like the Pornhub like, logo. Yes. Like the yellow. That's, yeah. Oh. And have them playing horns on it. <laughs> speaking of merch because uh, like I mean uh, the, the traditional route of like what used to be before like the, the the pandemic and the rise of Spotify and all the streaming services was going locally to town to town selling your merch selling stickers selling getting word of mouth and like that's what we do yeah, yeah. yeah. it's fun yeah. We've our, we actually have but our also, third print of shirts also I'd have to say the, the first punk rock wave was probably they didn't have all that, so they stuck stickers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should do that still. Like, <laughs> we have light, a lot of light posts, and they'd stick them like literally everywhere. Yeah, so yeah. Then people would, yeah. City light posts were like the community board. I should you know, like, and they made it old fashioned. They would get like it's legit come like, back pictures to together, go to photocopies. Promoting for for music has come a long way, but I mean, yeah. stickers are still so popular now. and mm-hmm. actually becoming actually more popular. Yeah. It was super um, weird to do shows on very, Facebook compared like, to making flyers. You know, putting stickers on your car is a very big thing right now, too. Oh, really? Putting any kind of bumper stickers. Yeah. You know what? I've seen, I've, I've always seen like the Grateful Dead ones. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. of course. We're trying to get on that level. But still, like, you know. <laughs> Never. People do a lot. I, I put stickers hey, all you, over you my drum set. Out, yeah. We do got a lot of stickers. I have stickers from almost all my breweries that I've been to on my drum Same set. Same thing with my like, uh, guitar case. And, all like, stickers you know, stickers from different states that I've been to. I have a big Stevie Ray Vaughn sticker on my drum set. It's like this big. I got it in Texas. Dude, that thing yeah. sounds up. In Texas, too. Yeah. Like, Where else would you get a Stevie Ray Vaughn? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> <Yeah>. Online. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to go on my phone and get Bullshit. one. It, so. it takes away from it, though. I mean, like, hey, I mean, but I have, like, you know, stickers from, you know, like, so I was going to talk about my band history. Okay, mm-hmm. so yes. this is a good so time a to bring segue. this up. Hell yeah. So, of course, the first band I was ever in was called mm-hmm. Odd and Doubt. Seen them. Out and out, and I formed it with my brother when we were in high school, and we had a couple of our good friends were like, you know, we got together and formed this ska band in high school. You know, we had a like at at max we had a five piece horn section at one time. Jesus, Dang. you guys went full ska. Yeah, it's just five and, people and in I mean, the horn and section. I mean, like 
Yeah. My brother actually played guitar in that band, you know, and we, we had met this kid. His name was Ian Connors. He was from Lake Geneva. And like we had put up a flyer and he saw our flyer and he became like a really good actually addition to our band. Like for se- like we out of nowhere, like, he put out well, a flyer. Because he, he listened up. to ska music and like he knew about like yeah. how bass lines like mm-hmm. probably should be. He but knew what you were going for. Of course, for. like with Odd End Out, we did a ton of covers. That was actually one of the first bands we wrote original music that that me and my brother, you know, and people in our band had wrote songs and that we played but from then on you know like when my brother went to college you know we we like out and out had to break up you know people were going their separate ways and like there was nothing we could do and it was it was pretty rough i mean for me because i loved it like it was probably the first time like it was my introductory into drumming like yeah wow you are the percussionist i'm I'm pretty i'm pretty self-taught when it comes to drums okay like Mentally, when I'm sitting behind a drum set now, like I know, like I know more what to do. But even the first time I sat behind a drum set, I felt it was like the right place. Like first time I even saw somebody play a drum set, I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure I know how to do that already. It was that kind of thing. The touch you know? of God, and it was just. But that was my first introductory. I hadn't like necessarily explored myself before we formed that band and I was learning to, to do beats that I didn't know how to do especially ska or like you know and trying to form my own sound and, and as a drummer like mm-hmm. which was a very difficult time actually in my life like it, it was, I mean, it was you, hard you... on me like messing up like I was yeah. nervous like playing in front of people was a big fear of mine up until like when Odd End Out like blew up and we started to get a ton of follower followers, like nice, it, it was fun. Like some of the funnest times I've actually had. I mean, you, <laughs> you essentially going into it with your friends, like you know, you, yeah. And some of them were my best friends. Mm-hmm. Like Evan, like our tenor sax player, was a longtime friend of mine. Like still is. You know, but he moved to New York. Unfortunately, I haven't seen the kid in a while. But hopefully, still pursuing you know, there the was music him, scene. Out like there. you know, we we had just formed a nice friendship. It was like a family, which was hard to lose when they everybody went to college. But yeah. later on, um, you know, Blaine had met this guy. His name was Owen. Blaine and him just used to play just the two of them. But then we decided to take it to another level and start an Irish rock band. Irish rock band. Yeah, like Irish wow. rock or Irish punk band um, called Whiskey of the Damned. And they actually still play. Owen took the name and still did something with it, which is fine. Like A fitting name. But for probably, like a- probably during that time, we were together probably, I think, six years. We ended in 2011, which was like we picked up where, like, with the Brothers Quinn right when that ended. Oh, wow. But probably the best band story I probably have comes from the Whiskey of the Damned era. The guitar player, Owen, he actually still does run a free stage at Summerfest. Okay, okay. Local, it's called, local it's called the Refugee Stage. Okay. And it's like right on the river. So, But it's you don't get paid, but it's good exposure for everybody that's there. Mm-hmm. Summerfest so, is always so a good one year, one year we got asked to open for Dropkick Murphys. Wow. And it was... I was actually at that show. It, it, was, a, it was a very big moment for me i'd been going to summerfest 
forever. My dad's been taking me there, and it's just been awesome. So to play on the Harley Davidson stage, like right before Dropkick Murphys and right after Gaelic Storm, was was a very big thing for me. Like we played in front of over five hundred people. There's probably more than that, man. Yeah, I think there was all more than all the Dropkick Murphys fans that were there were there. Yeah, because they showed up mm-hmm. early. I remember that I was already on the for side. Them, yeah. A very heavy Irish rock theme. Oh, like you got the yeah. the Gala rock, and then you got the uh, the whiskey of the damned, right? Is that yeah, am I saying that so right? Wh- whiskey of the damned is yeah. what we were called back then. And the Dropkick Murphys are like the big name for like the Irish also rock. epic band name. I right mean, of there. course Foggy we, Molly's of too. course though, we didn't get to meet them. Yeah, mm-hmm. they stayed in their trailer the whole time. But like, <laughs> sure, at least <laughs> but, but I, I'll tell you that like it was actually that was the most people I had played in front of, and like I had got the feeling back of being ner- like really nervous. Oh. Uh. Okay. And so, like, we were two songs in, and my my right arm, my right forearm muscles here locked up, like, tense. And they just, like, solid. Damn. But, like, I still was moving. Like, I, it was mid-song that it happened. Weird. And you I had to, I had to like, shit. keep going and power through it. It was probably, like, the worst and best experience of my life. Mm-hmm. Only because, like, I've dreamed of playing on those stages before that moment. Yeah. Dreamed of it. Like, because I, I was like, you used that to is go like, there. The, that's the best. Yeah. Like, it is the best. Like, those stages are, like, the they're awesome. Nice. Yeah, they're huge. I think, I think that's called, like, the yeeeps or some shit like that. Like, the like, like sports profession. Yeah, the, the yeeps. I go. used like, to have a couple pictures on my old phone, but there was a thing at the end of Irish Fest that it was called a... Uh, um, Almost any musician that's played there could go backstage, and everybody could go on stage together and like winding. That was a very popular one around here. That's no longer, and like sing songs together, like Irish Fest. Like it have, it had a name. Like it was like the gathering or like hmm. you know the, the social and like almost any musician could go up on stage. So like we were up there with. You know, like just me and my brother went up there, but there was another band member from a different band that we had played with called Scythian. And like he was there and like, dude, the crowd was crazy. And like they shot off fireworks on the bay. Damn and production. Like, it was it was crazy. But like Irish Fest is another one that's that's actually probably been they great for me. Fests, like but what Fest about what about your band history? My band your history? Iron. Um well, actually, so when I was younger, I actually used to go see Odd and Out. So funny thing, I was a couple of years younger, so I was like 14, maybe younger than that scene at his band. Oh, wow. But I had a couple other friends that had bands. There was a Delavan scene, so there was a lot of punk and ska. We played the Mill Pond, uh, Silver Moon. Wait, hey, what? Hey, what was Silver Moon on? What road, Tim? It's on. It's on Highway 14. Highway 14. Sorry, it's yeah. Still okay. It's there, but it's it's an it's not it's there, but it's not there. But anyhow, nobody, they used to do shows there all the time. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, dude, those shows were so fun. Those were fun. They were like, I was like 14. And I was drinking booze out in the fucking parking lot and going in, <laughs> <laughs> having fun. A bunch of old this people. This was at the Mill Pond, you said? No, this was at uh, Silver Moon, it was called, off of 14. Oh, okay, okay. It used to be there. It used to be a booze bar back in the day. But anyhow, I started playing around that same time when these guys were. And I, my band, my first band was called Trash. And we were in uh, the Elkhorn uh, high school paper actually and we actually weren't allowed to play the talent show after they heard our song oh. um <laughs> but no i uh it was always been punk and ska for me 
Um, I didn't really have anything successful up until I started playing solo when I was living out in Seattle. Okay. So I, uh, okay. I stopped playing music for like four years. I would play in my room and stuff. I wouldn't really share it. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of writing. And uh, my buddy's like, he was in a band called The Weirdos out there. And he's like, in my brewery I was working at called Silver City Brewery, they were having their 20th anniversary. So the brewery I worked for out there was also from the 90s. So they actually been around for a long time. So it's kind of cool to work for an older brewery that, but that was kind of ahead of their time out there. But anyhow, my buddy's like, why don't you go play? Open up for us. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden I started playing this, you know, ska music I was playing. The band comes up and just jumps right in. Oh, so I yeah. did like four or five songs of them. And then since then I just started playing. I would play like breweries in the area mm -hmm. for like nothing. I would just do it for like free beer. And mm -hmm. then um, I would do like, like little small places, like little bars. And then gradually started getting better at what I was doing. And then had more confidence in myself. Cause I, I do, I'm scared shitless still. Yeah. I would tell, that's dude. I had to go outside and get fucked. Like, I was like, that's what I'm trying to avoid now. But like most of our early shows, we would get really drunk. Like, yeah. we fucked mm. up. And I think I, we, one time we played St. Paddy's Day in Jamesville. Tony forgot the bass lines. And like, I was like, fuck, completely <laughs> lost. We're like, whatever, just go with it. You know what I mean? We're playing like a, a key down or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't really do nothing too crazy besides solo gigs. When I moved back, I did like Cattails, Flatiron Tap, yeah. stuff like that. And I, I would, then they started paying me. They started paying me like 150, 100, 200 bucks. Hell yeah. yeah. How, how was so, the music scene back in Seattle? Was it like. Oh, Seattle had everything. Oh, Seattle wow. was like death metal. Uh, crust punk. There was some reggae and then hip hop. There was like Jewish hip hop. There was wow. like Islamic hip hop. It was weird because you had a lot of these different neighborhoods. Like yeah. had Filipino hip hop. Mm -hmm. Like there was like underground. They all play with each other. Like, and then of course like Mexican, like the cholo shit. But yeah, that I mean, there was everything out there. It's Seattle. It's got everything, and people are still stuck up on the grunge days. Which yeah. kind of, I'm like, whatever. I like those bands. <laughs> but like people still like talk about Kurt Cobain and yeah. like Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam. I'm like. Ah, man. You're I'm, like, I'm that like was Grunge, generations ago. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yeah, and it's not a good generation Seattle's yeah. really known for besides yeah. the music. It was all people all doped up at that time. Yeah, so, unfortunately. But um, I was like, uh, so like COVID, I mean, honestly, this is probably the most successful I've had out of any band. Um, and I'm glad it came out the way it is because I hate playing solo acoustic. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I really wanted to bring to this band especially was my history. I mean, like, as... yeah. We both like got I've, a I've, pretty I've good been decent playing resume. music yeah. my whole life. Yeah, okay? right. like you know, I've been in a lot of bands, but they've all been mildly successful. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and there's ways to be successful, but Gotta I wanted careful. to bring also my professionalism and just yeah. my experience in being in in you know bands. I think out of like everybody, this, Tim like, and I are the ones that kind of. No, we get that background with dealing with like people that book shows, mm -hmm. what to expect out of them, even like the shitty experiences. Like at first, you want to do Lake Lawn, right? Because like something happened, they jip, like not talking anything, but like like on mm -hmm. that level, like we, like we got to be careful because nowadays everything's done on Facebook, so it's, it's kind of a weird thing, you know what I mean? They got to book yeah. shows. I'm booking shows via messenger. Fucking yeah. lame. You know what I mean? It's weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. You used to be able to just like, walk into a place and like, hey, can we play? Cool. This is what we want. And I mean, you know like, I mean? one time I tried to say, like, you know, I asked your IF, like, you know, just for a way to be on the same page. And, like, I had, um, you know, kind of asked him. Like, the same Facebook page? No, like, I had kind of asked him about. Oh, I lost my train. <laughs> we were talking about shows. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was yeah. going to I was gonna say, like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure you've had bad experiences even oh, yeah. before this band. Oh, yeah. We really haven't so, had one yet. A, a lot of bands also have the bad experiences, and they say, "Oh, fuck it, we're done." Yeah, yeah. But 
you got to take those bad experiences, turn it to good, and let it roll off. You know, those bad experiences. And lucky enough, we've been pretty you know, fair with having our shows. Actually, everyone's been pretty like you know, really cool with us, and people like do ask us to come back quite often, which is kind of nice. Delvin Yacht Club wants us back. Who'd have thought yeah. that people would yeah. even like us out there? Oh, you know what? The, the, the vibe that you guys provide, I would Dude. love to listen yeah. to your music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yacht rocks. Yeah, like <laughs> favorite music is reggae yeah, and yeah. Hall and Oates. Yeah, for real though. Yeah, but well, we don't do the Hall and Oates, man. <laughs> yeah. As far as the chemistry from from you two guys, you guys already have a deep like uh, uh, interest in brewery and like yeah. just knocking out we back connect beers on, and shit. on different levels too. And the next thing with Adrian, Adrian's kind of a beer snob too, so it kind of fits in. I mean, Therese loves her high life. Gotta say that like, she loves her high life. Yeah, I mean, the the champagne does. of beers. She does, yeah, though. she likes the champagne. But yeah, uh, but hey, I mean our. You know, Adrian loves craft beer. He actually loves dark beer. We should start playing more breweries. So any breweries listening to this, we want to play your brewery. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you, you can definitely check out their catalog on uh, are you guys on Spotify or no? We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. We're mm-hmm. on every streaming service. There's Amazon Music we're even on. You can actually tell your Alexis to play Contact High. I hey. didn't even know that till like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Damn, we're part of the Alexis algorithm. Alexis played Comatose, and like, she does it. Like, we're on the wire, man. Yeah, dude. It's like it's almost like... We need to get off the wire, bro. I don't think it brings a specialty, though. Like, when <laughs> bands first used, like first heard themselves on the radio, mm-hmm. it's a lot different because you actually have to try to get it played on the radio. Now oh, it's yeah. so easy to... Everyone's got streaming, so it's so... I don't think it really has the effect. If we get played on the radio, I think that'll be way much of a better goal. Especially for your guys' genre of music. It was all, like, a bunch of bands coming together making cassettes and, like... Putting stickers, make a couple collaborations, and then like yeah, yeah. add five like big records, like Moon Man. What was Moon Man or something out of New York? Goldfinger Moon, out of Moon Sky. Moon Sky. There we go. Asian Moon Man Sky. Records is yep. really popular. Asian Man too. Records. Oh sure. So, yeah. Moon, Moon yeah. Sky Records was big. Like, but, but I if think it wasn't for them, Moon Sky it was hard, didn't. You know, they Moon Sky produced Simmerip. I yeah, I think so. They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were Moon, like East Moon Coast. Sky did the Toasters. Even the Toasters were probably one of the last bands they did. Probably because yeah. they died out. Yeah, yeah. I think Green Day was on the Asian Asian Man. Records? No, they were on Lookout. Lookout. Yeah, their first oh. two albums were on Lookout, which was Operation Ivy's first release. Energy, all their singles was released. So actually, like Operation Ivy and Green Day came at the same time, and it's weird. Like Green Day became a huge, one of the hugest bands ever. Oh yeah. And Operation Ivy played for only two years, and then become the most influential band ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? They only have like one album. They only had right? one album, but for having one album, Operation Ivy had definitely had an impact. Yeah. And I'll tell you, if those guys fucking reunited. They would sell out. Oh yeah, they would sell out Madison Square Garden. It's just they the would. lore of it. They would. They would sell out no, everywhere. They, w- they would because it's their fans get bigger and bigger. Like like it's a, a it, lot of yeah. punk bands, especially around here, modeled themselves after after Operation Ivy. Yeah, we love we love what a you know we like it all, man. It's hard to say like any reggae artist or ska artist I don't like. It's like with punk and like metal, I could pick out bands I hate. You know what I mean? So. I, I I hear that. So, w- with the uh, with the pandemic happening, do you think it was became more viable uh, to uh, uh, for a band for a local band to make a living? I think so because people stopped booking uh, shows and bars were desperate for booking bands after the pandemic started. Well, after everything started opening up, which was Memorial Day weekend, pretty much in Walworth County in 2020, they opened up after what two months of being shut down, two and a half months. Late Geneva wanted to open right away, so. We booked our first show New Year's Eve of 2020 at the Old Wisco. And then we kind of just started Old Wisco. Yeah. And there was like, dude, there was quite a bit of people there, Tim, right? Like 150 people. There was a good crowd. For your first night? Hell yeah. 
Yeah. There was a lot of, I want to say about 150 people. Yeah, you guys got booked for New Year's Eve? That's a, that's a good time that to be That was our first though. show. <laughs> it was yeah. New Year's Eve. And we were, and we weren't ready. I, I, well, no, we were ready, but I was just like, oh my God, within six months of playing, we finally got our first show. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think, uh, and we, we, we played 21 shows exactly last year. 21. So that's good. That's good for a first year of a band, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. and a couple yeah. places, not every show is the greatest turnout, but you know what? Now we know which places will. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stick to those and branch out a little bit. And, and you learn, you dip yeah. your toe in that water. Eventually, tour. Do you guys plan on touring? Maybe in the future. Right now, we just rather just focus on being local and like be the local band. Hell you yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. that, that brings me to a good point. Now I know, I know this about you, Uriah. I feel like. Me like knowing you a little bit like in in like just from our workplace yeah, and work being force, around right? each other, I feel like you have like a big vision as far as like I uh, uh, as far as like where you want to take music. I want to push this band as far as I want to yeah. push it. I don't think I've even told these guys like because I think so big and I, sometimes I get ahead of myself. I gotta think about the baby steps in between things. Like yeah. I want I wanted to record right away. I wanted yeah. to tour. I wanted to play fucking brats. I want to play. You know I want to do everything all at once. But mm-hmm. you really gotta take it easy and just kind of let things flow. Take and, it easy. Yeah, take it easy, man. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah like it, it, I do. I want the best, the best of the best for whatever yeah. we're doing. You know what I mean? So and I, I just want everybody to be you know. In that sense, you know what I mean. So, where do you guys find the inspiration to like come up with these like the 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 vibe? Essentially, I hate to I mean I hate I to start say that word, from, but from the beginning, Tim well, and I just rocked out, dude. I mean, even me myself, like especially bringing in new material, like learning new material and stuff. Like, um, you know, I try. I, I bring all of what I have learned to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, and it, is how I decadent. describe it, and I've played. A lot of different genres of music throughout my day, but I also have gotten better at like listening to Odd and Doubt's, you know, record and then listening to myself play now is like a crazy the progression's improvement. nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Only because I've gotten better at ska and reggae from just playing other types of music and really just my mind works a lot differently than a lot than a lot of people. Let me just say that for one. So um, is mine. I can break down like like I have a photographic memory, so I can like mm-hmm. almost visualize even for my fills playing live. I visualize the fill before the time comes. There you go. Step ahead. Mm-hmm. And I say I stay a step ahead of myself a lot. Like back and in the day when I was playing as a percussionist, violin, that is like your 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 language is time. Like. You always got to be like essentially the the rhythm. Band. Uh-huh. Like back in the day playing violin, unfortunately, I I couldn't play sheet music anymore. I still can't only because of my eyes are working faster than these are. You're reading too uh. fast. Yeah. Yeah. But also like I couldn't. I don't know. Like I just didn't practice enough in a way. Right. Like you, you didn't know, care about so it. So I kind of lost that ability. <laughs> but even for drumming, it's become very natural for me it just came natural really like i even tried taking drum lessons at one point but it was playing sheet music too and i was just like i can't sheet music Mm -hmm. for drums is so weird too it's really awkward and it's crazy (laughs) yeah yeah i was gonna say what would that even look like it looks like notes but like well there's there's notes but then there's lines that have circles and x's through them which are all your symbols oh weird right and i was wondering what those were looking like high hats and the lows actually the lows are high i don't remember i just remember the (laughs) symbols like uh exterior symbols you know crashes rides 
I, I can barely like keep in one force or like yeah. if I were to have to like keep a steady beat, I'd go off beat. I can't even do that. Until I also oh, I also want to add though, Anthony was actually also an odd and out too at one time. Oh wow! And I was like, he was our original bass player, but very then little, yeah. the restaurant, you know, Rigatoni's actually became a little bit more prominent for him, which I didn't hold it against him. It's funny yeah. now he's got more time <laughs> and he owns the business. But it's like I don't know, he's good. He's, he's got more time yeah. because yeah. he true. owns the business. True, very yeah. true. He's I, also I, been planning on getting it for a while. He knew, yeah. him, you know what I mean. So honestly, but, this is yeah. like the eighth time we've we've mentioned Rigatoni. Dude, we like, are a we should have got cannolis. Bro, podcast. We have cannolis at every show. So oh, we gotta bring man. the munchies, man. You gotta catch that contact guy. He, <laughs> he brings an assortment of cookies, cookies and cannolis. Yeah. Like Italian so. wedding cookies. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's yeah. great. It's a lot, it's always next to our merch. So if you grab a shirt, dude, grab a cannoli. <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> shout out Anthony. Tony's is making me hungry, and my wife yeah, stop it. Chicken apparently pie. made the most amazing soup tonight. What oh, kind of soup oh. was it? Yeah. Chicken and andouille. Ooh, andouille. Andouille sausage. Pass the andouille to the left hand. I just had to do this, guys. And she actually texted me earlier and said it's probably one of the best soups she's ever made. Dude, save me some. (laughs) So I can't wait to go home and eat that shit. Dude, this is soup season right now. Yeah, I made soup three days ago. Broccoli cheddar cheese with grilled chicken. Oh, I'm down for all the soups right now, man. So Dude, some we. tomato bisque with that grilled cheese, that yeah. sharp cheddar, you yeah, know, like seven year hooks. Boy, you got you guys gave me pumped for food now. Should have got some to go for. I got a calzone today. It works. That was cool. Boys, though, I have to say this um, on the, on the pod just to get it out there, especially if Anthony's gonna be listening to this. Tony, Anthony, my man. You got to come on the pod as a representative of Rigatoni's. We love talking food. Bring Bravazzi. We love talking music, anything like that. So if you're talking oh, yeah. about that thing, by all means, come and advertise, Maybe man. Maybe we'll uh, you know, do a like, big band session sometime yeah. soon. Yeah. yeah. Come, <laughs> come join with Tim come, and yeah. Uriah at some point. You know, that'd yeah. be awesome. Right. You, know? you guys can use Because we are mic. a very pro Rigatoni's <laughs> podcast <laughs> around here. Yeah. This is like the eighth yeah. mention we've Italian given them. food and contact us. That's right. <laughs> It sounds like a good time. It's good shit. That's right. Yeah. Oh, join us, Tony. Join mm-hmm. us. Any uh, any closing moments that you, you guys want to? I just want to. Uh, well, I just want to thank everybody that's come out to the shows and all that. And I want to thank the band because, dude, it's just good. Um, I want a couple shows uh, we do have coming up. Our comeback show. We took a winter break. Uh, March fourth, Elkhorn Saloon at nine. And we usually have a cool crowd there. Um, a lot of people, people dance, people get a little drunk and rowdy, which is what we like. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's what it's what we're about to. And then March nineteenth at the Broken Spoke in Genoa City. So okay. for March, those are our next two shows coming up. Fuck yeah! And, and we're and we're gonna have yeah, a set list of uh, some concert dates for them as well on cool. our podcast mm-hmm. description. For anybody who wants to find that, we're going to um, put that in the description as well. Cool, Anyways, Tim, I'm sorry I cut you off. You were that's about to say. Oh, that's okay. The Brothers Ooh. Quinn has got some gigs in March, too. If you don't Fuck mind yeah. No, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll also, I'll get um, those dates from you, and I'll also post them mm-hmm. on the description. Yeah, I mean, like, Will so, there be cannolis there? <laughs> unfortunately, no. Just beer and whiskey. But there will be plenty of beer wherever we play. Woo! Fuck yeah. <laughs> plenty of a good time. So... Especially one I'm looking forward to is March 12th. The Brothers Quinn is participating in a adult big wheel race. Oh, sweet. Wow. Yes. And I don't even know what, what is that, that means. Like, adults on <laughs> like big wheels when you're yeah. a kid, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like literally, ones. you know, big wheel. Yeah. yeah like these, so like, the tricycle there's, so there's a race. There's a race that happens in, uh, wasted, in West Dundee, Illinois. Where and is it? And there's a brewery called Emmett's. 
Where's All right, West so West, West Dundee, Dundee, if you I'm actually took 12. I'm only familiar with Dundee, if the you're Crocodile Hunter. 12, if you're taking <laughs> no, 12 towards Chicago, <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. you know how 12 turns left eventually. If After you pass through a town, it turns left. On the way to Chicago? Yeah, they, but there's a straight option as well. And you take that straight option, and it'll almost take you all the way there. In my hustle, we call that the Christian option. So there's a big, there's a big, there's a big hill behind this brewery, and uh, and people race big wheels down it like around St. Patrick's Day, and it's just it's probably muddy shit thing. too. Nice. That's awesome. With the spring season, and I'm just super excited for that. St. Patrick's Day is gonna be insane. Come see us at O'Reilly and Conway's. Brothers Fuck yeah, Quinn. Brothers Quinn. Contact mm-hmm. high. I have, I have. A triple threat that weekend. I have St. Patrick's Day. I have the day after St. Patrick's Day. And then we play the 19th as well. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Thirsty Parrot, too, April 7th. I got to make Cole. myself out to that bar. They I just recently opened up, It's right? all island now. And I, they want us to play. Uh, they, I only told them one show at the time. It's all island boys. Island, island boys. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> cool. they're a cool spot. I've been there. They're nice. The island owners are nice. Boys. I think I'm going to island boy. I think I'm going <laughs> to. Well, why do you say that about them though? Like, are, is that like what their food is themed after? Like, no, they just got the interior of it. it's like a tiki. Okay. Yeah, it's like a style. tiki bar. What's their food and drink like? No idea. Okay. I, 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 I haven't, haven't been, been there, there since. It's been the I live out in. Ja- I live in Janesville. Oh, okay. You ever yeah. perform at the Looking Glass? No, but that's my wife and I's favorite. It's restaurant. a good spot. Yeah, oh, is wow. that? Hell yeah. Is that in Janesville? Yeah, yeah. it's right. It's I'm right down the road. It's right by Whiskey Ranch. Draft yeah. House. T- mm-hmm. Tell me about it. What's its ambiance so, like? Or... Looking Glass, they always have different craft beers on tap. Rotating tips. Throughout Love that. the United States, they bring a whole bunch in. Comedy uh, nights on Monday. Once a month. Yeah, they do comedy nights. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go? But also, all go. of their food, we, me and perform. my wife love going there for brunch on Sundays. They brunch. usually have a bomb breakfast. Um, but even all of their food I've had there is amazing. Like, and the bartenders, Emma and Joan and, shout and the out. other bartenders are We're just, just like shouting out shout outs. So all great. <laughs> they're, they're actually so great. We're appreciative um, people. Mm-hmm, yeah. We got to give back to the people. Yep. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah. You know, we we all like for to, we, we all <laughs> like to mess around with them on brunch on Sundays usually, especially. Oh. Like, yeah. I'm looking fun. for a brunch spot. Oh god. Let's go. Well, no, not like. Well, I'm you, telling you, I want to go. From, <laughs> all right. From <laughs> nine, I was signing from up. Nine You're right. Two Double on day. Sundays, the Looking Glass has brunch. Looking well, that's Glass. That's right. Yo, um, this last this last Sunday, Looking let me Glass, just tell you, I had, I had a blueberry uh, cheesecake waffle Ooh. at the Looking Glass. It was a special they had. Did you get the blueberry cheesecake? And it with was it? two waffles with with cheesecake filling and blueberry pie filling in between two waffles. There we go. I think I think my blood pressure just went up. Yeah, I don't know if I could even eat that it. Could oh. be. I actually no, it was so. You're good. right. Hand me my insulin. But it was so sweet. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very <laughs> sweet and very rich. But hey, God, you need to treat yourself good. once in a while, homie. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, this is the Midwest. You think we're not about treating let me ourselves? Just tell you like, something. Come I on now. I fucking love breakfast. I don't know about yeah, anybody else. Yeah, breakfast food is the best. Dude. It is my yeah, favorite. Yeah. Type breakfast of food, food is dessert, bro. Yeah, like, eggs, it oh, is my favorite Benedict. type of food. If I, I love could it. Eat, gravy. If I could eat pancakes and French toast oh, every day, oh, Belgian waffle I with fucking berries. Would on it. with yeah, a yeah, side yeah. of thick cut applewood smoked bacon. Whoa. 
America. That's, a, hard, that's a hard advanced breakfast. <laughs> I no love grits. me some thick bacon. Mm. I know you do. Uh, you love the thick bacon. I love the thick, thick bacon. Cut. Thick with two deep, seeds. Deep in juice. <laughs> what? And folks, this is this is a friendly reminder to not only to enjoy a hearty breakfast and enjoy good times, but enjoy good music and good company. Thank you. Uh, t- what's your last name, Tim? My last name is McQuinn. McQuinn. Oh, the brothers Quinn. Duh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But but Sorry. the brothers McQuinn sounded weird. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is why true. we it made, our, made our band syllable. name the brothers yeah. Quinn. Unless you went McQuinn's bro. <laughs> or bros. McQuinn McQuinn bros. Brothers. Yeah, McQuinn hey, Bros. Sounds like some fancy know. Irish. So, um, so since the plumbers. brothers since the brothers Quinn has been together eleven years, there's actually been a lot of places we've been where people don't spell your names right. Or wow. the band's name right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like uh we actually did have one. We walked in and it said the Quinn brothers. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know they put sisters. But then yeah. I was like I was like the Quinn folks. Okay, like whatever, yeah. maybe it's just the, the Quinn mishap, family. But sometimes when you come back they'll spell it the same way ever. Jeez. Because like everybody's everybody's drunk when we meet them and actually the brothers Quinn gets booked more now like than ever. So like almost every show someone will try to book us for something. That's awesome. Back if we you, play live, people are like, dude, we got to have you. Dude, we got to have you. But it become, you know, we've become like locally famous at the Beer Garden in Kenosha for Brothers Quinn. Like we, mm-hmm. people love to come see us there. It's an outside venue, but we're like the only band that comes out from the stage and does acoustic sets. Nice. And we've actually done Rage Against the Machine Killing in the name of acoustic. No, wait, and, wait, wait, wait. And people go fucking ape shit over it. Let me just A couple of beers you. in, and you're like, oh my. Tim, they do th- what they tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, this brings me to a great question. Is your catalog for the Brothers Quinn out there online anywhere? Like for Talking shows? about original songs. Um, I'm saying, like, uh, can people find you and, like, listen to your music online anywhere? If you go on our Facebook, there is a link to live, to, like, recordings, but um, we don't have any live recordings. You can check some of them out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some posted on there. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we haven't had... We're trying to get better at that, actually. We just... Brothers hey, you Quinn both- had a band meeting about a month ago, and we just went over a lot. Like, yeah. I took over making the Brothers Quinn Facebook events. Yeah. All right. Way to you take know, some initiative so because there. Because some people hate using Facebook. Oh, I hate it. And so I'm just like... too. I'm like... Hey, hey man, brother. I'm like, I'm like it's Ooh. okay, but hey, making an event on Facebook Keep it down. This is a pro take, Zuckerberg podcast. It doesn't take very long to do, Yeah. in my mm-hmm. opinion. It takes like 10 minutes, not even. Oh, yeah. So, I mean... People. You know, there's a lot of shit that just needs to, you know. Absolutely, and I mean, this always is always need to get better. A- everyone I, has I like a whole, like a whole life outside of outside of the band as well. You know, like n- yeah. this isn't so, this isn't most <laughs> most people's full time gig. Every day. I mean, shit. I wish I could play music every day. Yeah. I do it no matter what. I really do. I hear but, you. But you know, I had to become a career painter instead. And uh, and Jiraiya. Oh, I didn't get your last name. What's your last Jiraiya? name? Jiraiya. Um, I go by Uriah Stone professionally. <laughs> Jiraiya. Well, what professionally and You said Jiraiya. Like the, the Naruto? Yeah. Jiraiya. Uh, yeah, you remember yeah. you said Jiraiya. But it's Jiraiya. Like with a... Funny enough, you say that. He comes from the Leaf Village. Ah. The Leaf Village. Colorado. 
the but Jiraiya, village of Jiraiya Hobbiton. Storm. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't use any of my mom's or dad's last name. Okay. Really? Oh. Uh, yeah, so I just made up my own name. Definitely <laughs> check out Jiraiya with Contact Eye and any other uh, uh, ventures out there? No. No? Uh, just not right now. I just want to tell the next local shows. and People can just follow us on Facebook. They can find out when uh, we have our shows coming up. Mm-hmm. So. Catch him and some fresh cannolis. Yeah, Come there we go. Now. How about some fresh blunts? Woo! <laughs> Thank you, folks, for joining us. And this has been another exciting episode of Bro Tasis. Enjoy some more sounds of Contact High here coming up. Coming in hot, hot, hot. Fire in some shot, shot, shot. Come on in red hot, hot, hot. It's a musical shot, shot, shot I just really love I just love me better And I got me hammer Cause I'm gonna pull out triggers And hot, hot, hot Fire in some shot, shot, shot Come on in red hot, hot, hot It's a musical shot, shot, shot